Saubona guys, how are you guys doing on this beautiful, lovely day? Today's episode is going to be a little bit longer than a five minutes, but it's going to be rightfully so, and you guys will see why soon. Um, this morning, you know, I woke up pretty late. I, I don't know what's going on with me, but I just cannot go to sleep until later. So I'm being really respectful and understanding to my body's rhythm right now instead of trying to force it. Um, I feel like a lot is being downloaded into my spirit and what I should be sharing and where I should be going in my life. So just being very obedient to where I am. Um, this morning, I literally woke up with this podcast on my up. Ep- my wait, wait, this pot. Yeah, okay, there we go. This podcast on my mind. I was gonna say this podcast on my episode. Oh Lord, I ain't fully awake yet. But anyway, I went into my bathroom and I pinned up this frame that says own it. And I was like, whoa, what a beautiful title for an episode, right? Own it. But I wasn't sure what we would be talking about, like own what? So, you know, I was like, okay, you know, it'll happen. Um, I just knew I wanted to go along that like title of what I was going to speak about. And so this morning, my mom sent me an article from the Paris Review and it was called The Crane Wife. And I was like, why, why is my mom sending me an article called The Crane Wife? What the heck? So I was like, you know what? I was going to indulge her. And I read the article while I was walking my dog, Archie, this morning. And it was so good. I literally let him off the leash just to go like do whatever he wants. Because, you know, he's always like tugging, pulling, trying to do his own thing. And I couldn't focus on the article. It was that good. And it wasn't that good because it was like, oh, out of this world writing. But the depth and the meaning that the author put into it, and because it was so personal, I couldn't help but just be like all in into everything that she was writing. And it's called The Crane Wife by C.J. Hauser. Um, you can find it on the ParisView.org, and I will leave it in the description also for this episode. And what really stood out in this article for me was just imagining, you know, feeling less but wanting more, bravery. And it spoke to me on so many beautiful levels. And I just wanted to start out with imagining because a few episodes ago, maybe like episode four, I believe, was Imagine that I talked about. And what the author put about imagining was she, basically what happened to her was she called off her wedding. That's a big feat like that. If you got to call off a wedding, something really went down or you had a huge realization and that's a brave step to take. So she went on a like a biological study of cranes because she was writing a novel and she needed to know more, you know, about like scientific research and whatnot to really put herself in the shoes of the characters that she was going to write about. And coming back from one of their studies, um they would see like wild pigs on their way back home and so they would randomly bet to see how many pigs they would see and she guessed a really low number three and because usually you know they'd always see like four or five pigs so she's like three and then another one of her uh research buddies that was there he guessed 20 pigs and she was like it was a wild you know like outrageous number and it turned out that they saw 20 pigs that night and she had the realization how she bet so low and how she couldn't even let herself imagine receiving as much as she'd hoped for. And that part right there spoke to me so deeply because I've had that issue. And I don't know if you guys have had that as well, where I could literally like imagine the most outrageous things, but because of so many disappointments 
and so many things falling through and failures in my earlier life that it's hard for me to like kind of like hold out hope sometimes for better things to happen and for the things that I imagine to actually come into fruition. So hearing that, I was just like, oh my gosh, like I totally resonate with that. And it got me thinking to even wanting more. I have sometimes let myself be okay with having less. Like, oh man, it's getting me emotional. I guess I get really emotional because I've had to survive on less for so long. You know, my my family, we were homeless for a little bit, you know, to the point where sometimes we couldn't even eat. I remember going to bed hungry a few times. You know, seeing like my fam- other family members and my friends and people around me have so much more than I had. That even when I did have a lot as a child growing up, like I had my own room for a long time, my own closet, like space, toys, clothes, like I never lacked growing up. But that was the image that my parents gave us. I never had a problem growing up. But once, you know, I got older and we did start lacking, of course, that was my memory. That's what I held on to. So as I became older, having less, just like having... um less relationships, less money, less time, living in that scarcity mindset, I became okay with it because it was like, I don't want to be selfish wanting more. And that's exactly what CJ Hauser, the author of this article that I'm talking about, talked about. And I was like, oh my gosh, how she became okay with surviving on less um, because she used to view herself as being really needy, taking up too much space. And she didn't want to be too much of a burden on her fiance. And I've had that as well, where I didn't want to be a burden on people, you know, asking them for this or asking them for that, where I would miss out on my own opportunities because I viewed myself as being a burden because we had to live with family members and we had to live with friends. And I couldn't imagine, you know, having like six to seven people in their household when it was like meant for like a three person household, you know? So really carrying that with me and reading her story. Oh my Lord. It reminded me of a movie that I watched called Solos. It's on Prime Amazon. And a lady, she was an older woman, and they were looking for people to go out onto like space excursions so that they could explore space. So they were targeting older people, you know, people who basically were going to die soon. And so she went out there, and she ended up having this whole conversation with the robot on the spaceship about how she didn't want to be viewed as a burden. And so she would always shrink herself really small, and by the time she realized it, it was too late. She couldn't return to Earth and she was all the way far out in space. And I was like, I don't want to be that. Finding myself at 80, 90 years old and looking back on my life and realizing that I didn't go all the way for it because I was viewing myself as too needy, as too burdensome and playing small, being afraid to take up space. And I'm getting really vulnerable here, but there are times where I feel that I am so boring. And I know it's not true. I do have a quieter personality, but sometimes when I compare the enemy of joy, 
I feel boring because sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't have a lot to say or I'm just me. And why, why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we make ourselves out to be this less of a person? Because we're being ourselves. And my mom, you know, I ended up sharing it with her. And she was like, Genesis. You know, she's like, really? You are not boring. And I was like, I know. But it's like this perspective that I created of myself when I decided to compare. And that's why every day I have to really, like, remind myself, like, this is not who you are. You know, maybe yes, maybe yes, I was that a little bit a while ago, a few years ago. But that's not who I am anymore. And really allowing myself, like I said, to be myself, to blossom, to flourish into who I am. It allows me to see how unboring I actually am. You know, yes, you may have to get to know me a little bit better or, you know, longer to be able to see who I really am. But that doesn't make me boring. So, you know, when we create all these scenarios of ourselves as being this or that or this or that, it's really when we take that step back and we allow ourselves to be vulnerable enough to be like, that's not true, you know? We enroll ourselves in these stories and then those lies become what we believe to be the truth. And that, oh my gosh, it it's like a mental gymnastics. And I love that when I read it in the article, she said, but she used it in a totally different way. But for me, that mental gymnastics what the hell? <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to say, what the hell? It it took me for such a big ride. And as I continue reading the article, she said, there's no such thing as ruining yourself. Bro. Wow. I'm going to have to state this episode as being explicit because I when I did the training... I did a training, I staffed for a leadership training this year. It was called ALA. And one of the rules that we had was, uh, like, fuck it up. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, no. One of my biggest, like, fears, y'all, was to fuck it up. To make a mess out of things. To do something wrong. And another thing that they said was, like, if you're going to do something with uncertainty, she was like, fuck it up. If you're going to do, if you're going to be uncertain, fuck it up with uncertainty. And I was like, oh my gosh, because it's like either you're all in or you're not all in. And when I heard that, what is it? Fuck it up. Three words. I was like, oh my gosh. I literally sat there at that table and I was like, what did I get myself into? But it was the perfect place. Like, like there's a scripture, I think. You know, I, I'm not really one to be citing scripture. But it was, um, you are exactly where, like, you are supposed to be. Like, you were made for this moment in which you are in. And I, oh my gosh. Like, that, hearing them say that, like, fuck it up with uncertainty. Oh, it even speaks to me right now. I don't like to be messy. I don't like to, like, if y'all could, like, ooh, if y'all could see, like, myself, I like to keep it neat. Everything's in order where I can find it. And that's a form of control, y'all. That's me trying to control everything. 
But when I started practicing that, like just fucking it up and just like going really like ham on like situations, like just just going with it, no agenda, no expectations. I can say those have been like the best moments of my life because I wasn't so rigid. I was being flexible. So, you know, when you guys go into these things, like just remember, there's no such thing as ruining yourself. And the author CJ went a little bit further into that as saying like no one can survive denying their needs. And, you know, your needs and desires are not just, oh, like sex and food and breathing air and stuff like that. No, like your needs and desires are really kind of like what what makes you fulfilled. Going out there, making friends, creating relationships, having letting people know how much it means to you when they acknowledge you, when they tell you they love you, when they see you, when they hear you. Those are needs and desires, y'all. And when we go so long with denying those needs, we are really denying a part of who we are. And that's really big. Wanting more is not a bad thing. Not at all. And sometimes that word more used to really like sit badly, like when I would say it. I just like, why? Why do I want more? Like, there's enough. I have enough. Like, I am so blessed. I, like, there's people who don't even have a fraction of what I have. And here I am complaining about wanting more. But when I realize what my more is, it's really being able to also bless others who don't have as much as I had. And to be able to turn around and do for me, for others, what other people had done for me and my family. Like, that goes so unsaid. The amount of people who stepped in and who gave and who were so unselfish yet so giving in who they were and their resources to me and my family for us to be here where we are right now for me to be in this moment right now sharing being vulnerable crying um (laughs) not my most favorite thing to do on a podcast because I'm like oh my gosh what is everyone going to think of me but who am I to deny myself how I feel in the moment Who are you to deny yourself to feel the way that you are feeling, to want what you are wanting, to repress what you're thinking? And that's really like what's resonating with me today. I just like, I I become at a loss for words in moments like this because it makes me realize how selfish in a way that I am being by denying myself because by denying myself okay at first I wasn't even gonna do this episode because I was like it's too personal it's too vulnerable who's gonna listen to it all these little like gremlins that I call them in my head little gremlins and that's selfish of me because I'm like there's so there can be just one person who listens to this and it totally changes the trajectory of their lives and then that right there by me sharing and this changing the trajectory of their lives could change generations and their family that are to come and that are before them so that is a kind of mindset that I have to have in these moments of there's no such thing as ruining yourself It's like this perspective that I give people of myself that I feel like I don't want to ruin. 
of like, oh, it's okay that I know all, or you know, me having this episode or this podcast that, oh, I, I have the words to say. Man, I don't have the words to say half the time. Half the time, I'm just going on a whim, just saying whatever the hell pops into my brain. And sometimes that's enough. That's okay. And that whole wanting more, I can see why we struggle with that because it's like, it's what we feel like should be more is sometimes enough. You're picking up what I'm putting down, y'all? I don't know. Like, I just, you know what? I do know. And where each and every single one of us are in this moment right now, whether we feel like we are so out of control or, you know, we're really playing small in our lives and we're afraid to fuck it up with uncertainty and we are just, you know, really enrolling ourselves in these perspectives that are not truly ours, that because we are only doing it out of fear... I just want to leave you guys with this. You drive. You drive your life. And when you really allow yourself to really get into that driver's seat of your life and open up your heart and be flexible, open up your mind, you literally will find yourself exactly where you're meant to be. Just like right now. I'm finding myself exactly where I'm meant to be. Recording this episode making it 20 minutes long, (laughs) going outside of the box of what I said I would do, just five-minute episodes. It's okay to break the rules because there's no fucking rules, y'all. You make the rules. Go out, drive, live your life, fuck it up with uncertainty. I love y'all, always. Ciao!